When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Race for the Ring, Episode 128. Train Your Brain with Dr. Jay Cavanaugh. Welcome to The Race for the Ring, the podcast about dating and embracing self-love and inner confidence. I'm your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, two-time author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and soon-to-be psychotherapist. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In an age of online swiping and in-person meetups, I found the world of love and lust has been a confusing place to be. So each week, we will chat with a different dating king or queen, socialite, or relationship expert and explore the many facets of dating today and come up with our clear plan on how to find the finest fish in the sea. Ready, set, go! Hello, Dr. Kavanaugh. Welcome to the Race for the Ring. How are you? I'm excited and I like to compete. So the idea of racing for a ring just sounded exciting. I couldn't wait to be here. Ooh, that's so true. I didn't even think about that connection with you and the playing field and the dating field and the competition and all of that (laughs) heated heated competition like flowing with the racing of the ring. So tell us a little bit about, you have an interesting background. So you started started in medicine, you're an optometrist, you still are an optometrist, but you switched gears um, because you had an interest in this like coaching and kind of lifestyle coaching, getting people on track, so to speak. Can you talk to me a little bit about how you, what drew you into that um, new profession and a little bit about what you do with some of the predominantly the athletes that you work with? Sure. So the real short uh, bio on me is started as an optometrist, started doing mental coaching for Uh, amateur athletes that turned into coaching pro athletes, bailed on seeing patients during uh, 2020 for obvious reasons, (laughs) Um, and then moved to coaching pro athletes full time. And then right now, I'm actually currently bringing all that coaching to the general public. And I actually created, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this. Do you know what a uh, Oracle deck is? No, it's bad. You've heard of a tarot deck, right? I think so. It's like more Which mystical. Just us all. What if we haven't? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, so there's in spirituality or in, in there's there's something called the tarot cards. Tarot cards are these cards. Oh, tarot are, cards, tarot, of yeah. course. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah. I'm so into that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You sound into it. 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I am. I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm having a birthday party for uh, myself at the brunch in a couple of weeks. Well, actually, in a week now. Oh God. Anyway, uh, and I have like a psychic tarot card reader coming. Oh so, my God. Yes, I'm all very right. into all of this. Into it. All right, then I have to send yeah. you my Oracle deck. So, not sure if you know Oracle, but you probably do. But no, just... that I don't know. Okay, no. so tarot has a very specific way of proceeding through you know you've got what 78 cards there's a certain way that you work through them they're all very similar right it's a it's mm-hmm. it's almost like if you were to play poker at backgammon like there's a certain set of rules and a certain structure to it so where mm-hmm. oracle cards come in is it is up to the creator of the oracle cards what they'd like those cards to look like and so one of the other things that i just and the reason why it came up on my mind is i just got the box from china like literally days ago um, can is, you read my oracle cards at the end of the podcast? I can. I can. I can. They're pretty cool. When <laughs> you see, All right, we're going to leave an extra five minutes the, to do yeah, that. Yeah, we'll do that. And, and just so you know, these oracle, these things, I'm proud of these. Actually, real quick, I was writing a book. I went into a book club and we were supposed to break out. And the, you know these breakout rooms, how on Zoom you can get into breakout rooms? Oh, yes, of course I do. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I do them for school. I yeah. would dread yeah. as soon as so, the professor yeah. puts us in the room. I'm like, no. Yeah, you're, All right, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's, yes, it's almost yes. like going back to homeroom where you're like, oh, my God. Why is oh, Shelly Lufko sitting to next them. to me? Yeah. Well, I just want to hear them. <laughs> I want to pick who's in my room next time. Why is Zoom oh, no. choosing? But, yes, yes, so, yes. So I'm in this uh, Hay House because I know you've written uh, a couple books. So yeah. Hay House has a, a writer's community. So in that group, broke out into these rooms and then basically uh, we're talking about where we're stuck and where we're struggling. Long story short. Um, I told everyone what I was struggling with. They're like, oh, it's because you don't have a book. I'm like, oh, that's great news. Here I am spending all this time and energy on a book. Like, but you do have something else. I'm like, what's that? They're like Oracle cards. And just like you said, I'm like, what the heck is that? So the other yeah, thing. Yeah, I never heard of them. Oh, they're amazing. And so I'll, I'll send you uh, one of mine. And, and basically what it is, is I took a book and turned it into these cards just because I'm into like personal growth, self-development, uh, yeah. op, you know, like optimal human performance, like for, not just for athletes, but just anyone. Like I, I, obviously you're a driven woman. I mean, the title of your book is pretty obvious, you know, what it, that you're all about being assertive and also being, you know, a wife, a mom, things like that. Yeah. And so, um, well, an ex-wife and a mom, but yeah. <laughs> Well, I was speaking, I was speaking to the future. My my terrible Ooh, mind was the predicting. Oracle. Yeah, you're like marketable. Like if you live where I did, honestly, I don't know if this sounds. Weird. I'd pimp you out. I would. I would have so many men that I would just line you up. You'd have a more book schedule with the dates I put you on than you would for your podcast. Are you a dating? Are you a dating uh, coach too? No, I'm just a great judge of character. That's all. Okay. I love that. Okay. Where are you located? Connecticut. Where? So I'm, up, I'm just up the road. From oh, you're close to me. Okay. I'm in New York. All I, right. That's I, cool. I know. I, all right. I, well, we might talk about that. Yeah, we'll I talk. like that idea. Yeah, yeah. Where in Connecticut? Uh, Glastonbury. So right outside of Hartford. I know exactly where that is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We have some great restaurants I have a client here. in Haddam. Oh. And um, I was just in Connecticut last week. In fact, I was at the CBS station there with them. Oh, nice. But I have um, I have a client in, a former client in Wilton, and I have a friend that lives in Madison, yeah. which isn't that far from where you are. No. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty out there. His house is just yeah. probably a little bigger than mine. <laughs> Madison's a great town. But no, the, the cool thing about the Oracle cards is um, they. Uh, what, what I find is, 
even for myself, and I think I can mm-hmm. hold my attention pretty well, but you know, like you're reading a book and you know, the phone goes off or you're getting hungry or you get antsy. Like we're just so trained to like our monkey minds only have a couple minutes. And so these cards are great because you wake up every day and you flip a card and it gives you, there's also a guidebook with it. And it gives you a kind of a, a way to check in with yourself from two poles, right? Like judgment versus acceptance or um, fear versus faith, you know, and not faith from the religious standpoint, but more so from the just believing, right? And so it just basically mm-hmm. is, a, is a way for you to check in because I think a lot of times in life, and, and I'm sure I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I know you're supposed to be interviewing me, but I got questions for you. No, I, this is such an interesting conversation. Go ahead. Yeah. It's okay. Is, yeah. It, it just, it's interesting because I think a lot of times, and I know you're pursuing your degree in psychology, but mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of times we just don't stop. Like there's no such, th- like there's a stop sign when you're driving, but there's no stop sign like when you're living. And it seems like a lot sure. of people just don't stop and check in, you know? And if you just yeah. stopped and said, what's my vibe? Like I have a website, thevibemindset.com. It's like, and the key thing that I always try to get people to do is just stop and ask what's your vibe. Because if you know what your vibe is, because that's usually how you define your life, right? Like if I say to you, how was your date? Be like, oh, I felt so connected. I felt like he listened to me. I felt like I felt like. If you really think about it, mm-hmm. we define ourselves or our experiences mm-hmm. by how we feel. And so feelings to me are huge. And so I always think of like this concept of a vibe mindset where you want to focus on feelings. And when you start to check in with yourself, and if you can really build that self-awareness of knowing what your uh, emotion is at any given time. And then you realize that, okay, the emotion I'm feeling, there's a reason I'm feeling it. Not, and I'm not just talking negative emotions. I think sometimes people are always looking to like fix broken things. Well, first of all, Mm -hmm. you can't have a negative emotion in my world. Uh, It's, it's just an emotion that doesn't maybe serve you well, or doesn't feel Mm -hmm. the way you want to, Mm -hmm. but it's still giving you Mm -hmm. information. Like emotions to me are just Mm -hmm. information. It's like, if I feel like Mm -hmm. crap, um, there's a reason it's because maybe I'm thinking too far into the future and maybe let's say I'm stressed. All right. It's because I'm thinking too far into the future, dial it in. Or maybe yeah. if I'm feeling, um, frustrated. Okay. Well, it's because you're still upset about something that happened last week. Like the guy at work yeah. called you a name who cares. Like, right. <laughs> you know, he's probably, no, it's true. It's so interesting. I'll just share a fast anecdote and we'll get into like the meat of the show. Yeah. But yesterday, it, just interesting listening to what you were saying about dialing it in yesterday. Um, I was feeling so anxious because, you know, in light of everything going on in my, in my life with my business, I'm running and I'm in full-time school, as you mentioned, and I'm a single mom and like a lot of things on my plate. So like when one extra thing comes on the plate, sometimes it pushes me over the edge into the sea of anxiety and we had this work event um last night and i was really feeling stressed about it and there's a lot of reasons why but it wound up being okay but it was just like super stressed and my my assistant was i'm in new york and she came up to help me with this event she was like i'm like and she was sort of in charge of the event so i'm like listen it's nothing with you <laughs> oh like it's, not, it's not even like that big of a deal with this event it's just that this event is creating like one more thing for me to worry about so i took a walk um and i I, not to clear my head, I had to go somewhere in the city. <laughs> but during the walk, <laughs> but during the walk, it was a, it was literally a block and a half. But during the block and a half walk, I thought to myself, I'm just going to focus on the event. I'm not going to think about my exam I have on Wednesday. I'm not going to think about like all the homework I have to do this weekend and all the other things I have going on today, being Friday that we're recording this. I'm just going to think about the event, and I felt 
less stress because I was like my mind was just I'm like I can't I'm not even I'm gonna just like block everything out and take it one chip at a time like one bite so that's really good advice anyway that you're saying I I I gave myself that same advice yesterday on the notes to me that was sort of your philosophy but yeah so yeah all right so I love it well question for you can I follow up on that but you, you may. Well, you, just, yes. you just shared something kind of cool. So um, what I find is interesting, too, is when you talk, like, everyone knows about being present, right? And I find yeah. that ever since I died, like, I always think of, like, here's center, obviously, and then you've got, you know, the past. And if, well, we're, we're, you and I are chatting on video right now, but extend your right arm to the right. And that's your past right. at the tip of your fingers. Right. Extend your right. arm all the way out to the left. That's the future. It, the closer you get to center, um, the more your relationships improve. Like to me, if I go on a date with a woman or even if I'm with a guy friend, I can tell where mm-hmm. you are. I can tell if you're yeah. still at work, right? And you can too, because yeah. I'm sure you're yeah. very intuitive. I can tell if you're still at work. Or if you're at some event, like, or t- taking your exam on Wednesday, I will know. Um, yeah. But, if, you know, to me, if you really want to impress someone on a date, or if you want to feel connection, or you want to provide some something different, right? Like, I think of the dating pool, like, I, I know, like, I've always wanted to be, I wanted to be memorable. And so, to me, my number one skill for being memorable is that, I was present in that you felt it. And the way to feel it is just to get zoomed in so that everything, all I care about is the next phrase that you say. And and just to take it a step further, I'm listening to you. And then when you're done speaking, then I can start. Then I can start to think about how I might want to respond. Because one other mistake a lot of people make is let's say I'm talking to you, even on like a podcast like this, right? you're asking me a question instead of me listening to you i'm trying to be the smart man and come up with an answer but i haven't really even listened to you you haven't even finished the question yet no yeah. it's very true we talk about that in this class actually a lot and and the fact that you can actually take the silence is fine yes i feel like people in everyday life um I mean, I definitely am probably guilty of it too, but I think if we all listen and take that beat, because you need to take the beat to come up with your thought, people are thinking about what they want to say next, usually, and it's okay to take a second. Like, you can be quiet for a minute. It's part, it's like normal conversation, and in therapy, in the therapy room, the, the, the silence is actually used for a lot of different reasons. It's all, it's actually an intervention in some shape, but but they all, they say the wait, because people might still have more to say. You might give them the courage to say what they want to say if it's something like they're sharing with you that's deep or i don't know whatever yeah I, we could go i think we could go no, show no, I, right. I have to have you back <laughs> on to talk about all that no because i'm super into all of that stuff too like just yeah. because it's i think it's so interesting and think and about think it, it if you're help. nervous you, you talk too fast right like even right now i kind of cut you off a little bit it's like if you're nervous and you want to say something then you kind of your speed is faster. Yeah. And then like, if I'm on a date yeah. and someone's talking fast like this, and then you want to talk about like this, you talk, it's like, whoa, like, I don't know if I can keep up with this woman, you know? Like, I know. <laughs> no, I actually do talk fast. It's not because I'm nervous though. I think it's just like very enthusiastic, but I was, I once represented a dentist out in Illinois and they're a little slower out there and be like, you need to slow down. <laughs> 
Lana, what you just said. I'm like, ah! I'm like, it's like you're like from like New York fast. I'm like, I know. It's just because I'm Cavities was like three words. Cavities. Yeah, no, I could see that. But so funny. All right, so I have a question for you to weave into the, the meat of the show. Sure. So when you say you coach professional athletes and stuff, you're not or tra- you're not training them in the gym. What exactly are you doing with them? Sure. So my I have a an amazing business. It's um I use WhatsApp to send voice messages to multiple athletes and that's what I do all day. So I'm sending them a message first thing in the morning and you know and, and I want to share this because this is something that I would love if if anyone was to listen to this and take one, because I always like people, if they listen to a podcast, I'm on, to me, it's an honor to have their time. I always want to at least give mm-hmm. three nuggets. Here's nugget one. Nugget one okay. is set a feeling-based morning intention, which is how I communicate with all my athletes. I start off at 7, 7.30 a.m. And I say, what intention do you want to feel? So it's feeling-based. Because see, if you don't say it's feeling-based, then what people do is they just offer you a to-do list. Well, you know, I want to go to the gym and I want to do that. I don't care about your to-do list. Like, I do not care. Um, I want to hear how you want to feel in the morning. And so before your two feet hit the ground, you want to come up with your to-feel intention. So what does that mean? I want to feel accomplished. Like, instead of talking about your to-do list, say you want to feel accomplished. Because whatever your feeling is, once again, you go back to that same theme of how we identify our day. Like, how was your day? Oh, my God, it was exciting. How was your day? Oh my God, I got, I just felt like so accomplished. You know, it's always a feeling that defines uh, our reality. And so if you set a feeling-based intention and then you pair it up with what version of myself needs to show up in order to fulfill that feeling-based intention, now all of a sudden you've set yourself up for success for the day, right? Because you know a feeling you want and the beauty of choosing a feeling is guess what? If you want to get something done or a to-do list, wherever, that might involve someone else. And it might mm-hmm. involve, involve things outside of your control. But I hate to tell you, if I told you to feel sad right now, you could do it. If I told you to feel happy right now, you could do it. Miserable. Pick any emotion. And within five seconds, you if you really wanted to, you could feel it. Okay, so you're setting yourself up for success because one, a feeling-based uh, intention is in your control. Two, you can turn that switch on in seconds realistically. Um, And then when you define what type of, what version of yourself needs to show up, that's a pretty cool exercise too, because think about you, the mother um, might be a better listener, might be a little more empathetic. So that version of Mm -hmm. you, the empathetic version of you, Mm -hmm. the listening version of you, the caring, compassionate version of you exists. But then in a Mm -hmm. business deal, if it's you going up against five other PR agencies, you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat all yours, all these women, all these people. Oh, yeah, like, that's uh, high. Like, I just say, yeah, you're the gloves are on. Yeah, yeah, yeah gloves yeah. are on. Let's go. And so yeah. that version of yourself needs to show up. So you start to realize, one, we've all felt every single feeling there is. So we can obviously turn that back on again. And then even when it comes to what version of ourselves shows up. We've all been aggressive. We've all been passive. We've all listened. We've all been aggressive. We've all done everything. We've all had these character traits that we've test driven or exhibited at some point. So why don't you just choose which one you want to go into character with? Almost like an alter ego. Like think about a six-year-old. You throw, it could be the most passive six-year-old in the world, right? And then on Halloween, you throw a costume on him. Hey, guess what? Good news. You just became Batman. Then all of a sudden, boom, his chest is out. He's walking with his swagger and he's like, stop. 
You know, you do not touch the refrigerator after 8 p.m. You know the rules. And you're like, is this my kid? <laughs> but you gave That wouldn't be my kid. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some kid would yeah. have me. Yeah. I'm like, hey, man, I need yeah. access to the fridge. Yeah. But you get the point is, is that we can embody all these different traits and feel all these different feelings. And so that's mm-hmm. how I start my day with my athletes. And then simply in the, in the evening, we just say, did you execute or not? If you did, great. Why? What contributed? And if you didn't, what was the resistance? And that's, you know, that's how we start Wait, our day. Do you work with them one-on-one too? In Mo- addition to that, like, that's... To get their, all right, we don't have to get really into it, but I'm just yeah. curious. Like, so you work with them to get their mind in a competitive mindset and a competitive edge so that they can perform. Correct. Is that right? Yeah. So okay. that's just, that. that's just the guarantee is we set intentions every day and we have the execution, but that's not all I do. Mm-hmm. Usually we have some sort of lesson that we're focused on. It could be, um, I could be inviting them to, uh, imagine, uh, a track that they're competing in. It could be mm-hmm. us determining, um, what does being prepared look like and feel like I work with a pro golfer with him. He's competing this weekend and it's, um, you know, what are the skills that we could be working on? And from a mental standpoint, um, what vibe or energy do we need to bring to this competition? So, um, okay. you know, and a lot of it is just letting go. I mean, as a, as a pro athlete, I'll tell you, you've got to get really good at letting go because don't forget if you or I go through like heartache or a, a breakup, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You and I can sit with it for days, weeks, and then decide at some point or not decide whether we're going to let go from it or not, right? An athlete, it's like, hey, man, you got one and a half seconds to be miserable. So time's up. All right. Yeah, next. they need to be. Yeah, yeah, they need to be fully in the game. So that's great. So you're training their brain and their trainers or whatever, whoever they work with is training their body, the, the all muscle, like, you know, muscle shaping, et cetera. Um, all right. So let's segue into you. Before we hit record, you were sharing very briefly because I stopped you a, a, a really cool antidote um, of a, a um, I guess, an athlete that you were working with that he was in his off season and he wanted to use some of that mindful training um, to apply to his love life. So let's talk a little bit about him, his story as an example for all of us listening. Well, all of you listening and me, (laughs) um, how we can apply that competitive mindset to our love life as well. Yeah, sure. So um, (laughs) I had an athlete that I started working with. Uh, his goal was to win a championship before then, uh, the year before he had got 14th, the year we started working together that season, uh, we almost actually won the championship. We ended up getting second, only lost by a couple points towards the end there. But so we're really, really excited about that. So we had some great progress. Um, you know, the, it was great. So what was interesting is in the off season, usually how I, um, if I work with athletes for a couple of years, which this particular athlete, I've probably worked with like two and a half years now, and this is daily interactions, by the way. Um, I do things differently than classical psychology, classic psychology would be like, Hey, let's stop in for a 45 minute chat every one to two weeks. I message my athletes every day, a couple of times a day, because that to me is, that's my little sneak tip is I get crazy results doing that. But anyways, at the end of the season, um, we were a little bummed that we got second, but then I said, Hey, you know, let's focus on something in the off season that can serve us well for next year. And I said, let's talk about it. <laughs> it was interesting because we're having a conversation that would be more of like your typical conversation you would expect like, all right, we need to work on X, Y, and Z, all things pertaining to the sport. But then all of a sudden he said, um, 
you know, I want my ex back. <laughs> and I said, okay, let's do it. Like, you know, I, like, all right, I love it. Like I'm, I'm game. I like to compete. I like to win. So. And the ex didn't like him, right? Oh no. Yeah. He was like triple. You, he was. Triple why did you know? Why did, why did they break up? Do you have any of that info oh, you can share? Like snippets? I, I have the info, but I don't know if I could share just in case he bumps it. But let, let's just say. Everything that you could think of, like she, she made some mistakes too, but for the most part, she was very justified in her decision. Um, okay. He, he had three, Enough st- said. he had like three to okay. four strikes and you're out. Like he was way out. Yeah. Um, okay. so to reel her back in was probably in my eyes. I was actually laughing because I said, you know, this is going to be harder than winning a championship. Um, yeah. however, uh, we started, we st- we just started doing what we would do. And, and that's why I think it's so important. That's why I think it's interesting. I'm on your podcast is, you know, that you start to realize that it's all the same. Like there's so many parallels, right? Whether you're trying to mm-hmm. compete, you know, the pressure to perform. Well, you could have the pressure to f- perform on a field, uh, in bed, um, on a date, right? Expectations. Mm-hmm. You could expect to win uh, with your helmet on. Or you could expect mm-hmm. someone after three dates to call you and then they never call you again. They ghost you. So you start yeah. to realize yeah. that expectations, <laughs> you, you have to master them, whether you're an athlete, a businesswoman, a wife, like it doesn't matter. It's all the same. Right. right? And so right. Right. we basically came up with a strategy and I said, basically the core, like if you had like a headline for the strategy, it was become the type of man that she would fall in love with. And that was it. And so, but, but the key was, and it was, this is very important. This would be like possibly part of the headline or even the subline, subheadline, but however, being authentically you, right? He was still. I was going to say, yeah, that's awesome. Cause it's not like you were manipulating her and tricking her to come back or he literally had to make some changes, I guess. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And he, he's a very, um, smart man and a very, Mm -hmm. um, introspective, honest with himself person. And he said, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be who I was. So like this, and Mm -hmm. and also a lot of the things that we needed to change about him to get his ex back were also things that were going to help him as an athlete. So, you know, to motivate him took zero effort because his potential uh, outcome was, all right, I'm going to win more events. I'm going to win a championship and I'm going to get my ex back. Like, I don't need any motivation, man. That's plenty of motivation. Let's go. And uh, mm-hmm. so we spent some time. We worked on it. We worked on it. So within a couple months, we were able to secure a date, which was insane. Just to do that, um, she was in a relationship at the time, and she lived. Oh on my that, gosh, she had a boyfriend too. She was on the ah. east coast, and he was on the west ah. coast. And ah. then, oh yeah. So, but we we ended up. Just taking baby steps, you know, like that's the thing that you start to realize over time is it, it's never like a big win. You know, most of success in my eyes yeah, is, you know, it's 1,276 mm-hmm. small little wins that get mm-hmm. you where you want to be. Small goals. Yeah. Yep. Instead of like yep. four big yep. wins. It just doesn't happen that way. But that's where right. people lose it is nobody could stick around for the 1,276 wins or whatever, right? It's the small ones. Right. So they don't have right. a dopamine hit. <laughs> but anyways, we finally... Yeah. Uh, secured a date because she was starting, she, she was a good woman. She was starting to have some concerns with the relationship. So he said, Hey, we're not looking to break up any relationships. 
that's what he said. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, but, but however, yeah. it would be good to at least, you know, reconnect, you know, like I'm an ex. Like, why can't, I mean, I talk to my exes. My, I talk to my exes. I, too. I hang out yeah. with my current girlfriend slash wife. Uh, we've been together seven years. I call her my wife, but I, I uh, don't feel paperwork is necessary to do that. Um, yeah. Anyways, so. Um, yeah, it's all good. You share life with the experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Why I, not have more friends than, you know, and it's better to have friends than enemies, I think, anyway. So. Yeah, I talked to anyways, my ex. Right, I so, so, anyways, so he re- we get our, we, He reached out to, like, sort of, like, reconnect or yeah, catch up. Yeah, long story whatever. short. Okay. They go mm-hmm. out one day, little, you know, the trust wasn't there, and we kept chipping away, chipping away, and chipping away. And then eventually she started to see, like, this is not the same man like this is a different it's the same man but a different version of himself better version of himself long story short they got married he proposed they're like in ever since he's never been happier like he is gratitude king whereas before you know gratitude i don't even know if that was considered any part of it yeah i don't even (laughs) know if you had to spell gratitude so but now he is the gratitude king every time i talk to him he's like oh i'm so grateful for this i'm so grateful i'm just you know so it just it's just amazing. So I just think it's that's important. awesome. Yeah. So I guess like the the take home for all of all of the listeners is really to set small goals, make yourself basically the way you want to present to be, um, and then eventually you'll find someone that you want to you know your match, or if there's I guess an ex out there that you want to rekindle with, or something of that nature. Yeah, I mean, I Would think that be right. I I think a lot of it is is you have to, I, th- <laughs> I think the craziest question, and I don't know if you've ever asked anyone this, matter mm-hmm. of fact, if I asked you this, you, you don't have to answer. I want to ask you because it's a question that not everyone gets, but I'd say 98% of the time I ask people what they want. Like, hey, what, what do you want? They're like, what do you mean? What do I want? I'm like, out of life, I, I, your life, your existence. What do you want? Oh, I know exactly what I want. I All can right. answer that. Yeah, you might be the exception rule. You're a pretty driven woman. But yeah. the average person, I mean, you know as well as I yeah. do. You've got friends and I've got friends. You ask them that question. They don't no, have the answer. That's true. And then I don't know. So, yeah. so one, you don't even have a target. So first of all, mm-hmm. if I was trying to, if I was looking for love, I would first of all be, I think a lot of times, like, even if you can get someone to say, oh, I just want to find that special someone. I want to find my soulmate, right? Like how many people say that? I want to find my soulmate. Yeah. But guess what? Yeah. Here's the problem. And th- this is this will be my take-home tip number two. Mm-hmm. If you stop at, I want to find my soulmate, mm-hmm. you're not going to like what I'm going to say. I don't think it's going to happen. And he- here's why. And But don't forget, this is not no, I, I agree with you. Go it's ahead. not going to happen <laughs> because it's not enough clarity. You know, that then here, here's the parallel. You know what? I just want to eat. You, you want to eat. You, you're hungry. You want what kind of food do you want? Where are you going to go? You're going to eat alone. You're going to go somewhere else. You got to yeah. get specific. And so specificity yeah. and clarity, right? Clarity mm-hmm. is one of my favorite words. My two favorite words, uh, three favorite words, which are actually my personal philosophy. I think everyone should have one is I always pick like three words that I really hold important to me and close to me and dear to me. They're they're like my core values are be kind. Okay. So kindness, be curious, right? And then also get really clear um, about mm-hmm. what I want. You know, so it's clarity, curiosity, kindness. And so, and sometimes even I'll mix clarity with creativity. But mm-hmm. if you get clear, what people don't realize, this is the hack, right? If you 
The more that you have to get clear on something, the more you have to define it. The more you have to define it, the more you have to imagine what it looks like, smells like, feels like. Like when I think about, you know, before I was dating someone, I think about the woman I want. Like I could literally draw you a picture. This is what she's wearing. This is how she walks. This is what she smells like. Here's, you know, here, here's how she even laughs. And now it doesn't yeah. mean. I have that too. Yeah. I just don't know if he exists in this <laughs> planet. But yeah. Well, if he can yeah. exist in your mind, he can exist in reality. I mean. If okay. if Edison, you know, imagined a light bulb and it hadn't even been created yet and then it became a reality, I'm sure out of the 320 million men that you want, I'll I would bet money on it, the one that you want exists, you know, and, okay. and that's the same for all women like listening in. Like it, but but the more you define him, the more you start to bring that as your focus, right? So like let's say I started thinking, for example, of a certain type of woman that I wanted, or you started thinking about a certain type of man you want. As you're thinking about the man that you want, you don't realize what's happening. But the way the brain works, there's an area of the brain called mm -hmm. the reticular activating system. And what that system mm -hmm. does, I'm sure you've heard of it, is mm -hmm. it filters out because your brain can only handle so many stimuli, right? Mm -hmm. So if you start focusing on one thing, that tends to be what you see because your brain filters out things that aren't in alignment with it. So the more you focus on, the more reps you do of thinking about him, not, and, and here's the key, this is huge. This would almost be take-home message number three. You're not thinking from a place of scarcity and lack, which is separation, right? You're not thinking of this person as being so far away. Like even when you said, I don't know if he exists, you have to watch out with that because you, you may be like, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, you know, you, you have to think about him not so far away because we if, if you were looking on the video and doing like like my like hands an, are stretched like a, out, sort of like a fantasy figure, yeah. like someone who's like realistic, but he's, like down the street. But he's so far away. Yeah. Don't forget that distance. The further something seems away from you, the more stress you get you get about it. The more you don't feel it's possible. The more you can have doubt. The more belief falls away. The more your narrative becomes negative, and your self talk, uh -huh. you know, feeds along with that. Before you know it, it's not going to happen. So when you use your imagination. The key is to think about him in detail as if he's already yours or as if he's in front of you. Use your okay. imagination, which is the greatest gift we all have. And now all of a sudden you start to, believe it or not, you start to create this, this character that becomes very crystal clear. And before you know it, you just tend to match up with him faster. What are your thoughts on that? I love that. I love that. Okay, we are unfortunately out of time, but I want to get to the card. Do you have enough time to pull a card or two for me really quick? I would if I had my cards with me, but they're down. Oh, they're downstairs. Rats. They're oh, downstairs. Okay, no worries. Yeah, okay. I don't I don't know if Maybe they're next here. time. It's okay. Yeah, I like the whole setup there though. Oh, you don't Dr. see. Cavanaugh. It's cool. He's got no one can see cuz this is obviously audio, but it's like very like looks very romantic. <laughs> oh, really? In your setting. Well, it's like dimmed lights and such. It looks cool. All right, so <laughs> let's talk about how people can find you and if they want to work with you, how do they do that? Like all the good stuff. So if you're an athlete, uh, you would go to rack-racing.com, which I think we could have in the show notes. So it's R-A-K, which stands for random acts of kindness, hyphen, that middle doohickey in the middle, not the underscore, in the middle, racing.com. That's for uh, athletes um, and also okay. rack tennis and rack uh, uh, coaching. 
but rack racing would be the main one. The, if you're uh, a woman who just needs a little encouragement or want to touch base on a less aggressive level than uh, with the professional athletes I work with, we have something called the vibemindset.com. That's all about mm -hmm. energy, emotions, uh, a lot of spirituality type stuff, but not too foo-foo, not too woo-woo, um, just kind of touch upon it. Very similar to conversations I have here. Um, and then also on YouTube under the Vibe Mindset. And then if you're into cards and crystals, the cards I refer to are on my e-commerce site, which is cardsandcrystals.com. And uh, okay. you can pick up some cool crystal jewelry there, or you can get my uh, Oracle cards there. And even if you if you send us a message there and said that you uh, had gone on a date with, uh, with you before, I will give you a $10 discount. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. If you say you heard it from this show, you get $10 off. I'm kidding. I'm being sarcastic. All right. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for being with us. You're so fun to talk to. Yeah, that was and fun. And so informative. That was so cool. cool. That was fun. Is that a real uh, place behind you? It looks really nice. Or is that one of those fake faux nice screens behind you? What do you got going on over there? Looks Wait, nice. Wait, the microphone? No, your place. Looks big and my nice. My apartment? Yeah. Oh, no, it's my apartment. Oh. You think it looks fake? I think it looks cool. <laughs> it looks chic. Oh, thanks. It's my little it's my little bachelorette pad in Manhattan. It's very, like, blush and uh, gold tones and things like that and white, of course. All right. Anyway, All right. thank you. Yep. Bye. Thanks for your time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. Today's episode was produced by Liz Hartshorn and edited by Danielle Gordon. I so appreciate your ear and insight. And if you like today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast. Just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death. Be sure to check out my new book, You Don't Need to Be a Bitch to Be a Boss. It's available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. And say hi to me on Instagram. I'm at Mindy.Barnett. See you next week. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.